Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the highlight of human civilization. It's called Coffee with Scott Adams, and I think it's uh, fair to say you've never had a better time. And just wait till you see how much better it gets. It's going to be crazy. Crazy. If you'd like to take it up a level that nobody's ever seen, all you need is a cup or a mug or a glass, a tanker, chalice, stein, a canteen, jug, or flask, a vessel of any kind. Fill it with your favorite liquid. I like coffee. And join me now for the unparalleled pleasure of the dopamine of the day. The thing that makes everything better is called the simultaneous sip. It happens now. Go. You know, I shouldn't tell you this before I actually do it, but yesterday I uh, wrote a gigantic hit song in my head. I know, I know, I know what you're thinking. A lot of people try to write hit songs, don't they? But has anybody ever written a song using hypnosis? Uh, I'll bet not. And I realized that I could do a song that would have the stickiest hook in the world and that I could build it around a hypnotic induction so that while you were listening to the song, you would feel a tingle. You would actually physically feel the song. And so I thought, if I write that song, it's going to be the biggest hit in the entire world. So I'm going to work on that later. And, and let me confess, I don't have any songwriting talents but I can write lyrics that will be hypnotic. So I'm going to do that. I'll add a drum beat to it. You'll love it. Well, I saw a story that uh, Jimmy Fallon is getting some heat from his staff for being a hard place to work. (laughs) Here's what you need to know about this story about Jimmy Fallon and his staff. It's about a public figure. That's all you need to know. Once I tell you it's about a public figure, you can be absolutely sure it's fake. Now it doesn't mean that none of the it doesn't mean that every allegation is fake, but it's so out of context that it's useless. Right? So when you see something like that, the staff says somebody did something. Do you think it was the happy staff members who were saying that? Or do you think it's every one of them? Every one of them having the same experience? Do you think it's like every other workplace in the world where there are some people who believe that he's insulting them when he's just sort of living? I don't know. No way to know what's happening. But I will tell you for sure you shouldn't believe anything about the story. You shouldn't believe his version, and you definitely shouldn't believe his staff. It's just something that happened that you don't know about. That should be the story. Hey, something happened, and there's no way you'll ever know what it was. That's it. That's the whole story. Well, I saw a clip of Russell Brand going full-throated in his uh, appreciation and endorsement of Trump, specifically over the Ukraine war, not, um, not about other things. But it's funny watching Russell Brand just say it as directly as you possibly can. He's the only one who's talking about the war correctly. Now, I don't think that's right. I think you know, Vivek and some others are talking about it. Uh, correctly, but uh, certainly Trump's the biggest, you know, l- the loudest voice. 
And we'll, we'll see if that makes it. It's just, I think it's, uh, it's interesting when you see somebody come that far, come all the way from you know, being left-leaning to you know, being fully th- full-throated support of Trump on the biggest issue, which is the war. Uh, Bobo Dodo wants to make sure that I'm bad at, um, at pattern recognition. So let, let me help you with your pattern recognition. Um, let's see. All lawyers went to college. Almost. Almost every lawyer went to college. All right? So everything else you said is dumb as fuck because some people like school and then they do well because they go to school. So when people do well because they go to school, that's not a massive Jewish plot. Uh, Have you heard about the massive Vietnamese-American plot where they go to school and get good grades? Probably because they want Vietnam to run the world. Is that what you think? (laughs) All right, well, uh, I'm just going to make these people go away. Because I want you to realize how stupid you are before you go away. Your your entire worldview is based on being bad at pattern recognition. The pattern recognition is not that some successful people are Jewish. That's the wrong pattern. It's that people who valued education are successful. How are you missing that? Like how is that not really really obvious to you? Like how how anti-Semitic do you have to be? before you think the pattern is that they're Jewish. Do you, anyway. All right, uh, so I guess the governor of uh, New Mexico is suspending the Second Amendment. What? I think this is actually happening. The governor of New Mexico is going to have a 30-day ban on open and concealed uh, carrying of guns, um, which a lot of people say, is a violation of the Second Amendment. I'm sure she would say, blah, 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 it's not. But uh, I think this is going to cause a little uh, consternation. I wouldn't trust a 30-day ban on anything, would you? (laughs) Who who would trust a 30-day ban on guns? No, no. There there will be no 30-day bans on guns if uh, the public has anything to say about it. Yeah, we'll see where that goes. Uh, this is almost almost beyond belief, and Elon Musk has weighed into this. But the California Assembly, they voted in favor of this new bill that would uh, essentially say that the parents have to affirm the gender of the child. So if the child says they're a different gender than the parent, the parent has to agree. And if they don't, they'll lose custody they could lose custody. So if there's a divorce, the one who affirms that the child knows what their gender is is the one who gets to keep the kid. That is demonic. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I've been resisting the people who say that it's actual evil. But what is this? What the hell is this? How in the world is this political? It's not political and it's not even medical. It's not rational, medical, political. It's not even wrong. 
It's just evil. Uh, so, you know, Musk is uh, fighting, fighting against that. I think he said he would move the com- his companies out of California. He's got, you know, there, there's one near me. So there's a big uh, Tesla facility, sort of bicycle distance in that direction. So there's a lot of facilities here. Um, so he's making some threats. He's also, Elon Musk is also um, taking legal action against California because California wants a law that mandates the social media platforms disclose their content removal policies, especially about hate speech. And the way Elon Musk is interpreting this is that things which would be allowed under free speech would possibly not be allowed in California. So, so California wants to you know, violate the Constitution, according to that view. And New Mexico wants to violate the Constitution according to guns. And have you noticed it's always Democrats violating the Constitution? It feels like. And when the Republicans do it, it's fake. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> when the Republicans are accused of doing it, it's not even real. But it looks like it's happening on both sides. If you didn't know any better. All right, here's my segment I call fake news on fake science, and you don't even have to read the science. I'm going to tell you the headline of this study, and you tell me if you would believe anything it says. Just the headline. Kids do better in school when they can see trees. Kids do better in school when they can see trees. Therefore, adding trees to any environment would get you a better result. Do you, do you think that anything else might be correlated with the trees? Is there anything else? Hmm. Is there any other variable that would be highly correlated with trees? Probably, probably everything. Yeah, probably everything is correlated with whether you have trees. <laughs> like your income, you know, the demographics, the, you know, the, you know, basically everything. You know, health in general. So I wouldn't even bother reading that report. Um, here's another one why scientists cannot be, ch- uh, cannot be trusted with uh, numbers. Scientists are good until they try to do math with money. So there's a new study that says that nuclear power is way too expensive. Now, how, how far did I have to dig into it to find out what they did wrong? Oh, not very far. <laughs> Like It was like, I don't know, first sentence or something. But basically, they take the approach that the way nuclear has always been built in the past, which is primarily through the extreme uh, reluctance of the government and environmental groups, that if that same situation persisted, where people such as the people probably writing this report, when if you have immense uh, irrational uh, <coughs> opposition to it, it's not economical. Guess what? You know what else would fall into that category? Absolutely everything. You could pick any, any industry randomly and say, all right, let's take this industry with, that was doing fine, but we're going to put extreme, extreme uh, political public pressure on it to not do anything and not produce a product. And we'll put everything on it. We'll make, we'll make them take 
20 years to produce one unit of whatever their product is, how would that industry look economically? It would look pretty bad. It would look pretty bad. How about an industry where somebody decided they were going to make a consumer product, but everyone would be different? So they could never get any economies of scale. That wouldn't look like a good idea, would it? But suppose you looked at any industry that had low barriers because the government was being helpful instead of you know, being bad, and that the public wasn't pushing on them, and that you can make everyone the same. In that case, good economics. So when people study the economics, and I think RFK Jr. has this problem as well, when you study the economics of nuclear, if you're studying how it was done in the past, you're not really studying the economics of nuclear. You get that, right? Because we wouldn't do it that way. And if we tried to do it that way, that would, in fact, be a mistake. It probably would be a mistake to try to build a new nuclear plant with the current set of constraints. So change the constraints. Because <laughs> the constraints are the problem, not, not the economics of the business. If we had a government which could mo- remove the uh, constraints, or maybe have, you know, one way to do it would be have a federal set of requirements, and then approve, let's say, a modular set of components so that anybody who does these same modular pieces, you know, the important parts, will get pretty much automatic approval because it's sort of pre-approved. Now, do you think that they studied a world in which the government had pre-approved some, some designs so that everybody could just use them? No, of course not. Of course they didn't. <laughs> so anytime you see a, a, political, a political item where somebody studied the math and said, oh, this won't pencil out, they're never doing it right. The, a, a public news item about the economics of something, probably never true. Probably never, because they're all motivated. You know, all these reports are motivated. Why are you promoting conspiracy theories? In all caps. Why are you drinking for lunch? I would ask you in return. Here's a fog of war update. How often do I tell you that if the topic is war, the first report is false? So this is about uh, um, Starlink and Elon Musk, whether or not he turned off Skylink when the Ukrainians were planning an attack. Now, apparently this was not recent. This was a year ago or whatever it was. And the Ukrainians were going to send their drone fleet to sink the entire Russian, or a lot of it, in port. And they, they th- here's the part that we didn't know. The Ukrainians thought they had coverage. <clears throat> so if you take that part out, the story is different. And that's the part we just learned. So they thought they had coverage, so they started to mount an attack, which they were really excited about, only to realize they didn't. And then they asked, they asked uh, Elon to turn on that portion, and he said, um, I'm not going to be part of a major attack on Russia, <laughs> which I believe was the right call. They basically asked him to be a combatant, essentially, uh, part of the attack. And I, th- I think he wisely said, well, maybe I could be part of the defense. 
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. But I'm not going to be part of an attack on you know what looks like Russia proper to Russia. So, so he's in trouble for that. He's in trouble for everything else. And... Um, could, do you think it would be fair to say at this point that the Democrats are trying to put Elon Musk in jail? That's what it looks like. I feel like they're trying to put him in jail, like actually in jail. And, they don't, and it looks like they don't care what, what they use to do it. That's what it looks like. So uh, I think in these cases you can say that it's, that it's exactly what it looks like. So whenever there is a lack of transparency... Just assume it's exactly what it looks like. And that's exactly what it looks like. It looks like Republicans are being hunted in a variety of ways. And this is more of that. He's the big whale. He's the Moby Dick, so to speak. Um, All right. So there's a report that uh, Prosecutor Fonnie Willis uh, is corrupt. So... uh, so, so some of the cases, you know, the January 6th cases, have to do with these so-called fake electors. Now, if somebody was going to pretend they were the legitimate electors, that would look pretty bad, wouldn't it? Now, it turns out that's not the case. But it would look really bad if somebody was going to pretend they were the legitimate electors and then say, oh, we really won, and we're the legitimate ones, and then just take over the country that, that way. So it turns out that Fani had in her possession documents that show that the people who were doing the so-called fake elector thing knew that they were not real electors, and, and their intentions clearly stated were that they were not going to be fake electors. They were going to be sort of uh, like backup in case just to hold the right. In other words, it was a placeholder in case needed. They were, they were not meant to be replacements. They were alternates. An alternate is somebody, if things go the way you want them to, they could be your alternate. They were not a replacement for. A replacement for would look like an insurrection. Alternates, while you sort out what's real, looks like just being prepared for all outcomes. It turns out that Fani had documents that showed that the so-called fake electors were always meant to be alternates, and they said in direct words they were not trying to be the replacements. Directly. So they're being charged with a thing that the documents clearly show they were not trying to do. They were trying to do something legal, and not that thing they're being charged with. And so she, she apparently didn't talk about it or suppressed it, so that you wouldn't know that it's obvious they're innocent. It's obvious they're innocent. Like super, super obvious they're innocent and decided just not to tell you. Now, at what point do you have a prosecutor arrested? Shouldn't she be arrested for that? 
if it's known that she knew that this was, uh, would have freed them immediately, and she suppressed it, shouldn't she be in jail already? She should be in jail, right? Uh, am I talking like a partisan, or is that just common sense? So I guess, I guess I'll put the fog of war standard on this one as well. It could be that she has a reason for what she did. I haven't heard a reason yet. But based on, the, based on what we've seen so far, it would look like she's just a criminal. That's what it looks like. It looks like she's just a criminal. Um, but we don't know. We'll see. You know, I tweeted this uh, yesterday, but I liked it so much I'm going to read it, that when Republicans are wrong about anything, that's the whole story. Oh, they're wrong. You know, when it happens. Nobody, nobody's right all the time, right? But when Republicans are wrong, they're just sort of wrong. There's nothing else to say. But when Democrats are wrong, most of the time it's because their own team ran a sophisticated op to brainwash them. But here's the thing. I've never met a Democrat who's aware of that. Have you? I've never met a Democrat who is aware that their own team runs serial hoaxes on them. You know, they don't work as well on the Republicans because the Republicans know what's happening. But the Democrats seem to be completely unaware that their team is running ops on them. That's not happening on the Republican side, is it? it or, or am I so deeply into my own bubble that I can't see it's happening on both sides? But to me, it looks like it only happens on one side. And the reason would be that only one side controls enough of the media that you could come up with an op that the media will support. Right? If the, if the Republicans tried to come up with that kind of an op, it, w- it would live in just the Democrat world, and, and even some of them would reject it. Right? So there would be no media to support it. Yeah. So, and, but think about the fact that you've never met a Democrat who's aware that their own team runs ops on them all the time. <laughs> it's nonstop. Just think about that. The... the the amazing success of these, this, this brainwashing is that they don't know it's happening at all. It's really it's impressive in its own way. Speaking of uh, brainwashing, I like to give you examples of what I call tells for cognitive dissonance, meaning that there are some, peop- some things that people do automatically when you catch them in cognitive dissonance. One is the so-tell where you say, the sky is blue, and let's say they always believed it wasn't, and they don't want to be embarrassed by finding out it really is, they'll say, so, you're saying everything in the world is blue. And you go, what? <laughs> well, everything, that, everything that came after that word, so, was ridiculous. So, you're saying that nobody else can have free speech? No, no, I, we're not even talking about that. So, you're trying to change the subject. No, no, I'm not changing. You know, so you can't talk to anybody who does the so. As soon as you hear the word so, you can stop the conversation, That which is what I do. I go, well, there's the so tell. So we're done here. All right, another one is word salad. Right, word salad. Oh, before I get to that one, 
Another one is uh, what I call the well, the repeating well. Uh, you, you, you've seen it when you debunk any of the hoaxes. It's like, this is true. Well, here's some evidence showing it's not true. Well, okay, maybe that's not true, but this is true. Well, here's some evidence showing that's not true. Okay, maybe those things aren't true, but here's some evidence showing a third thing's true. Here's some evidence showing it's not. What do they do then? Start at the top as if you'd never discussed it. Always. <laughs> so, that, so if they go down the well and you've debunked it all and then they just start at the top like you hadn't conversed, that's, that's cognitive dissonance. But my favorite is the word salad. Word salad. It's a sentence that might make sense in a grammar sense, but if you looked at it in, in context, you'd say, uh, what? So let me give you one. So as you know, uh, everybody who's observing, except Sam Harris, knows that he's experiencing some kind of mental uh, phenomenon. It looks like cognitive dissonance to anybody who's studied it. But here's what he said that, to me, looks like word salad. So he was talking about uh, January 6th and Trump and how dangerous Trump is. So here's a sentence he actually spoke to Russell Brand. Quote, That was such a dangerous desecration of our political landscape that I think it should make it impossible to support Trump. So you saw about January 6th. That was such a dangerous desecration of our political landscape that I think it should make it impossible to support Trump. Just look at that sentence. Do I, do I even say, need to say more? Things that have real problems, you can stay in a sentence that everybody understands and agrees with. Uh, increasing the amount of money that we print will, uh, will increase inflation. Was that word salad? No, no. The war in Ukraine risks um, escalating to a nuclear war. Was that word salad? You all understood that, right? Because that's a real opinion. Um, Children should not be making gender choices because their brains are not developed. Did everybody understand that? I think you did, right? You could disagree, but you understood the point. Or how about somebody says, I disagree with abortion because, in my opinion, it's a living thing and life is precious. Is anybody confused? No, you're not confused about that at all. Not at all. Were were the elections uh, rigged or not rigged? Some say rigged. They give the reasons. Some say not rigged. They give the reasons. Is anybody confused? No. No, you can, everything that's a real opinion about a real thing can be expressed in very simple words. If you end up with a, a dangerous desecration of our political landscape, that means you're, you're completely in a theoretical word-based world in which you're trying to make words fit together to match your preconceived opinion. Yeah, this is classic word salad. Um, and everybody except Sam Harris would be aware of that. And if he heard me describe it, which he probably won't, because I don't think he pays attention to social media. But if he heard me describe it, would say, my God, no, I have real reasons. Let me tell you the good reasons, too. So it's always the thing with cognitive dissonance 
is that the person who's experiencing it is the only one who can't have any vision on whether it's happening. By definition, they're the ones who don't know. So that's my opinion on that. Um, So here's a uh, tweet that I made yesterday. Pretty, pretty early after I got off the uh, uh, live stream. Um, and I'm going to give you, it's sort of a th- three-parter. And I said this. I said, it's mind-boggling that half the country believes trespassing in one building is how you conquer a superpower. Uh, because the news said so. And then I said, it's almost as incredible as the fact that no one has interviewed any of the international people who allegedly wanted that Ukrainian prosecutor fired as much as Joe Biden did. Have you heard me say that before? Biden keeps saying, but, but these international entities, they wanted him fired. And I kept saying, so why don't we talk to him? Why has nobody talked to him? Well, you know, there's that dog. Why is he not barking? The most important fact, the most important fact in the world is whether that claim is true. It's the most important fact in the world right now. Because that's the fact that keeps a president in office. That's a fact that would determine whether his competitor could win, whoever that is. That's a fact that describes everything we know about the situation. It's a fact that would unlock the Rosetta Stone of corruption so you could actually understand what happened you know, without the news spin. It may be a fact that's determining that we're in a war, which is destroying our economies. It might create a nuclear war. It's by far the most questioned. Is it true that other you know, serious people wanted him fired? So after I said that, and I noted it's the same thing about the fine people hoax. Nobody, nobody went to talk to the fine people to find out if Trump was right, that there were some non-racists there who just wanted the statues. Now, turns out, I did. I actually asked on Twitter, are there any fine people who disavow racists who attended the event? Some of them contacted me, and so I talked to them. And I'm convinced they're real people who, in one case, were locals, and they just heard something was going on about the statues, and they wandered down, and they were in favor of keeping them. And they said, ugh, Nazis, we hate Nazis, but we like statues. So did you notice that no one else in the entire media landscape went, went and said, hey, were there any fine people there? Because that was a major claim. In fact, Biden ran on that hoax. So knowing the, knowing the answer to the question, were there any people who were non-racist who were there just for the statues, was the most important question, and nobody ever asked it except me. Nobody in the world. I'm the only one who asked the question and it was the most important question which probably even got Biden elected. So back to the other one about the Ukrainian prosecutor, Shokin. Today I wake up to find that the news says, um, and uh, I saw this on a uh, Miranda, is it Divine? I don't want to say Divine, right? Not Divine. Yes, Divine. So Miranda Divine was uh, writing, and I saw Kanakoa the Great retweeting, 
that the European Commission praised Ukraine's prosecutor, Viktor Shokin, for his efforts to fight corruption in a December 2015 progress report published nine days after, nine days after, VP Joe Biden demanded his ouster. So the entity that he says agreed with him strikingly disagreed. Even after he said it, they disagreed in writing. Did you ever see that reported? Have any of you ever seen that in the news before today? Nope. Now let me ask you this. Is it a coincidence that I tweeted this and then it showed up in the news within hours? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. But it's the most important question in the world. Now, would you agree it's the most important question in the world? Because everything makes sense once you know that it was never true because that also allows you to understand which uh, news entities are corrupt. Because any news entity that was incurious about that question is corrupt. Or completely incompetent, I guess. Am I right? Did, did you ever hear anybody even ask the question, have you checked with those other people? Because his entire story, the entire story forever has depended on those other people, and nobody ever talked to them. You know, but I guess there was some news report that could be pulled out. Yeah. How, how mind-blowing is that? That the most important question in the world, the entire media appeared to be completely incurious about. But I'll give uh, Miranda Devine a, the credit in the New York Post, because they were curious enough to go get the answer. And the answer was... It was a lie, according to this. Do you think this will be all over uh, CNN today? That the most important fact that we've ever seen in a year, probably, just became clear? No, no, no. Because Democrats will never learn that what they think is the news has always been brainwashing ops on them. A little bit on us, too, but mostly they're brainwashing their own team. Oh, here's a question. Do you think you're the Adam of simulation theory? <laughs> As in Adam and Eve. That's a weird little, weird little uh, coincidence. All right. Uh, here's another uh, thing that uh, Democrats don't know, but you do. And so, you know, Elon Musk, again, is having a battle with the ADL. Now, here's what we know, because we pay attention, but others don't that the ADL may have had some noble purpose in the past. I'm going to give them benefit of a doubt. But at the moment, they're just a Democrat organ that the Democrats use to smear their opponents. That's all it is. And they, But because either people don't know or don't care, uh, apparently the media has formed behind them, and now there are a bunch of headlines about how uh, Elon Musk is attacking this wonderful ADL, so... I guess he must be an anti-Semite because he's going after the ADL. Now, if you were a Democrat, you would think this is true, but it's an op. This, this is obviously the ADL, obviously got their media friends 
to write articles saying that the ADL is right and Elon Musk is wrong. Do you know why? Because if their friends didn't write that, they would get smeared for being anti-Semitic. The ADL largely controls the news because they'll just call you anti-Semitic even if it's unrelated to the topic. They'll find a reason to call you anti-Semitic if you report things they don't like, they being the Democrats. Now, if you didn't know that, you would think that Elon Musk is acting sketchy by being against somebody who's against defamation. That, and that's what the Democrats would see. Right? <laughs> no dick. It's not about the tribe. It's about Democrats. Who controls the ADL? One guy. One guy controls the ADL. Do you know Israel doesn't like the ADL, right? So those of you who are saying, oh, this is the ADL, it's, it's all part of the Jewish conspiracy. Don't you think that um, Benjamin Netanyahu, don't you think that he would be on the same side if there was a major Jewish conspiracy that the ADL would be part of? Israel is not a big fan of the ADL for the same reason that I'm describing. They're not, they're not a credible organization. And they certainly don't make Israel look good. So you're going to have to work on your conspiracy theories. You're going to have to 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 explain why you think Israel wants open borders, the dumbest fucking thing anybody ever thought in their life. So you you think they're all backing Soros and his open borders because Israel itself would be better off with open borders. That's your theory. That's your fucking theory. Like, you should at least have a conspiracy theory which sticks together a little bit. Right? If your Jewish conspiracy theory doesn't include Israel, then you probably have a problem with your theory. <laughs> All right, enough about that. Um, Mike Lindell is being a hero. He's, uh, he's being, uh, what do you call it? Uh, deposition. He was doing a deposition in which the lawyer. Uh, referred to him as taking customer complaint calls, and uh, he characterized it as people complaining about lumpy pillows. Well, let me tell you. You can call Mike Lindell, uh, you know, names. You can, say, you can say that he's crazy. You can say he's a conspiracy theorist. You can say many things about him, but don't make fun of his pillows. That was a line too far, and there's a funny clip of him calling the lawyer an asshole over and over again, which I could just watch all day long, because the lawyer was an asshole. There was nothing about this deposition which should have mentioned lumpy pillows because it's not in evidence and it had nothing to do with anything. It was just a way to defame him in case the... You know, it was just another way to defame him, basically. So it was a, uh, a very bad behavior, and he just went after them. It was fun. So I'm going to buy two more pillows. I'm going to buy two. I've, I've got a couple. I'm going to buy two more of my pillows to reward him for his bad behavior. Because anytime somebody calls their lawyer an asshole during a deposition, my first question is, what are you selling? I think I need two of them. So I'm going to buy two pillows uh, sometime in the next day or two. Oh, they're good pillows. 
Yeah. And by the way, the, the, the design of the MyPillow, it, it can't possibly be lumpy by design. It wouldn't even, be, wouldn't even be a possibility. So I can see why you would be mad about that word. These are not lumpy pillows. They, they will hold their form. And, you know, there's a lot of personal preference. But if, if your personal preference is like a nice, firm pillow, they're very good. Very good pillow. I, I can say for sure that these are way above average pillows. I haven't tried every pillow in the world, but they're good pillows. All right. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the stories that interested me the most. Did I miss anything? Is there any good story, anything uh, juicy that I... Soft landing? Talk about the economy. You know, I, I do not understand what's going on with the economy, if anybody does. Because every part of it appears to be something that's you know, ready to fall apart. But at the same time, was it Krugman who said that people don't know that inflation's coming down or has come down or something? Do you believe that? Do you, does it feel to you like inflation came down? It doesn't feel it at the grocery store, a restaurant, gas. I think my health club is the same price. I quit, but if I went back, it'd be the same price. Uh, rent would be up, housing would be up, furniture would be up, insurance would be up, energy would be up. What is he talking about? <laughs> I don't know anything that isn't up, just maybe a few consumer items, right? That's about it. Yeah. So even, even something like an uh, inflation measurement, you can't even trust that. All right. Let, let me tell you which things I'm good at predicting and what I'm not. So this is what I've learned on my own. I'm terrible at predicting uh, normal politics. So the question there was, who would be Trump's vice president? I would call that normal politics because that has to do with a lot of things that happen behind the scenes. So I will always be bad at predicting who somebody will pick as a vice president and have been bad in the past. So I have, don't, don't listen to me when I say vice president picks. I'm also bad on anything that's purely political because I don't have much insight to that. The, the places that I do well are spotting bullshit, as I did with the, uh, the Shokin thing, as I did with the fine people, as I did with the um, drinking bleach hoax. So I'm really good at spotting bullshit. You know, I was the first one, I think, probably the first one, to call out that the secret sonic weapon was bullshit. You know, as soon as the, uh, the UFO came out, most of you were on the same page, but it didn't take me long to say, mm, bullshit. And sure enough, we're not seeing any aliens, right? So if I tell you something's bullshit, I think I have at least an 80% record. Would you agree? If you've been watching me for a while, would you say I'm about 80% right when I call out something that's not true? Yeah, I think it's 90, but I'm going to give you 80. Um, But when it's a purely political thing, would you also agree that I'm not so hot on that? I don't have any, I have no insight into that whatsoever. Now, I do have a tech, so another category would be technology. 
And I don't know what my record is on technology, but, my, but there's one we can test. Uh, I, I'm one of the early people to say that AI will be underwhelming. Underwhelming. And I think that's contrarian. So at least the, the current version is just going to be a cool tool that only people who take the time to learn how to use the tool are going to use, which means that people will use it in the context of their job, but not much else. So it'll be as transformative as the laser printer and, you know, uh, let's say when DOS became, you know, visual. It's going to be sort of like that. So it'll certainly make things look and feel different. Certainly your customer interactions with companies should be greatly improved. Um, I've had a few experiences of getting you know, a good, uh, high-functioning AI. In fact, I had this the other day. I got an AI instead of a person, but it wasn't one of these stupid phone trees that never work, where you're trying to work through the phone tree. It was just a conversation. It just asked me questions, and I answered them. I knew it was AI, and it worked. It got, it got me all the way to a final result. It was very good. Now, stuff like that will happen. Stuff like that will happen. But that's not really transformative. It's not going to end society. I don't see the AI breaking people's passwords yet. I don't, it wasn't supposed to break all our passwords by now. So, so you can test this one. So my, my prediction is the AI is... Uh, oh, my, somebody says my hardcover edition got fixed on Amazon. Oh, it wasn't fixed this morning. When I got in this morning, it wasn't fixed, but I'll, ch- but I'll check that out. All right. Uh, <laughs> great book. Well, let me tell you, tell you again that my, um, the reviews for Reframe Your Brain are amazing. It, it definitely is the best book I've written in terms of usefulness. So I, would, I have this following claim. Here's my claim. There's no book on improving your life that gives you more value in a simpler form. It's the highest value and the, the simplest effort. You really just read the sentence, basically. Just read the sentence. Some of them will work for you and some of them will be irrelevant. But that's my claim. There's no book in the world, ever, that gave you this much benefit with this much little effort. That's a big claim. But look, if, if you see the people going by who have read the book, they're saying, oh, yeah, that's true. Right? There's nobody who's disagreeing with it who actually read it. Nobody. Just think about how big the claim is. I just said it was like the most useful book ever, <laughs> a ridiculous claim for the little amount of time you put into it. And there's not a single person who read it who's disagreeing. I'm watching more comments on the Locals platform. But just think about that, how extraordinary that is. Can it fix brain damage? Maybe. <laughs> depends how you, it depends how you define damage. Um, may, so I guess uh, Apple is working on their own AI and they're putting massive amounts of money into it. Um, use the first option. There's still workbooks, yeah. 
Oh, there's no hardcover? Okay. So, no, the hardcover hasn't been fixed. So you might be... You might be somebody... I think somebody just noted that it's not fixed. The, one of the problems is that it would be fixed and then unfixed. You just bought the hardcover? Well, it does show up, but it shows up second. So it shows the fake one first, the last I checked. I'll check again. But my old publisher did say they were going to take it down, but it might take a few days. Six weeks? <clears throat> oh. Does it show not available? Does it say the hardcover is not available when it is? Hmm. All right. Um, rumor that Apple might buy Disney? Oh, I haven't heard that. That doesn't sound real. That Apple might buy Disney? I don't see... That's real? That feels like the worst idea in the world. Seriously. That's not the worst idea in the world? Those businesses don't belong together. That those are completely different businesses. I can't imagine that uh, Steve Jobs would do that. Apple TV needs content. Mm. Ah, okay. So they're just buying a content maker for Apple TV? Mm. All right. I'll give you that. I'll give you Apple TV. Scott, do you donate to the ADL? Seriously? Who runs the ADL, Scott? People that uh, Benjamin Netanyahu doesn't like. Are we done here? I mean, seriously. How many fucking times do I have to tell you the same thing? (laughs) Wow. Wow. All right, I'll, I'll even be more striking. You ready? If you had to guess, who does the Prime Minister of Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu, who do you think he likes better, Jonathan Greenblatt, the head of the ADL, or me? What do you think? Gun to head, if he had to pick one of those people, who do you think he would pick as his favorite person of the two of us? It wouldn't even be close. Does that give you any pause at all about your theories? <laughs> no. No, he doesn't like Greenblatt. The ADL doesn't like uh, Netanyahu. Thinks, thinks he's too conservative. Thinks he's too friendly to Trump, probably. All right. Um... All right, well, you're being silly now, so I'm going to ignore all your comments. All right, YouTube, you've gone down into the sewer, so I think we'll end this now, and I will talk to you tomorrow.